Hi everyone. Hope you've made your new year's resolutions and plan to stick by them through most of the year. This episode of Chasing Sunshine is very special. I generally ask my listeners about issues or themes they would like me to take up on the podcast. This episode is a consequence of just that. The questions on procrastination come from a listener living in Manipur. Bilson wanted me to do an episode on procrastination and I thought why not invite him on the show and let him ask his questions. Welcome to the show Bilson. So happy to have you here. The first question is why do young people tend to procrastinate? What's the reason behind it? That is a very relevant question Bilson. Procrastination is a deliberate and habitual delay in completing a task despite a deadline attached to it. The task at hand gets delayed even when there is an option to complete it within the required time limit. People of all ages and from all walks of life have procrastinated at some point in their lives. In fact, we all have. However, in recent years, procrastination among young people especially academic procrastination has emerged as a major deterrent to their development all over the world a 2007 study by o'brien found that around 80 to 95% of college students procrastinated regularly on their coursework in united states these figures are likely to have increased by now Before we look at the reasons for procrastination it is important to remove this big myth surrounding it you may have realized bilson that most people relate procrastination with laziness contrary to this popular belief procrastination is mostly about emotional regulation and is often related with feelings of low self esteem low self confidence and issues of self worth you need to realize that it is an irrational behavior as the procrastinator knows that it is self damaging and self destructive yet he fails to take control over the task at hand at the surface it appears that we mostly procrastinate because of the nature of the task at hand we may find the task difficult or boring or it could be ambiguous or not structured properly there is also a possibility that the task at hand is not meaningful enough and not intrinsically rewarding but a close look by researchers shows that there are at least three mechanisms at play when we procrastinate let me explain this to you our brain works on a pleasure principle and uses shortcuts to seek immediate rewards so whenever we are faced with a difficult or unpleasant task we postpone it by taking recourse to easier ways to find happiness like gaming or gramming or by taking up a task lower down on the priority list the second mechanism is related with time estimation or how we keep track of our time research shows that most procrastinators are relatively poor in keeping track of time and as a result there is an overestimation of response cost 
a response cost would be the immediate sacrifice required to complete a task when we are procrastinating on a job the cost of doing that job right now appears to be much more than the cost of doing it later for example to complete your assignment right now you may need to forgo a couple of hours on social media which seems a lot of sacrifice at present a similar sacrifice may be required at a later time as well but your mind does not consider that as a large price to pay in future tyson bomester while studying a group of students found that students at the start of the semester delayed action implementation that is they diverted to a more tempting course of action and indirectly delayed the original plan of how to tackle their coursework when asked to reflect on their decision these students realized that although by procrastinating in that moment they created a stress free environment at the beginning but these short term benefits had long term costs at the end of the semester clearly these students were unable to take a long time perspective on this delay i am sure if you look back this may have happened to you or some of your friends in college bilson the third mechanism at play is our natural tendency to avoid aversive or unpleasant experience most procrastinators avoid a particular task in order to escape negative feelings and emotions attached to it you would notice bilson that we fall into a vicious trap while procrastinating and it goes something like this you have a very important assignment that you need to submit in a week's time and you structure your schedule around that but just before you sit down to start doing your assignment your mind triggers a host of subconscious thoughts about the task these thoughts could be related to the nature of the task or fear of failure low self esteem or you could simply be low on energy deep down there is a feeling of discomfort about the task brewing up which you don't like and to dodge that unpleasant feeling you start looking for excuses to escape that task now this may lead to procrastination activities which could be pleasure seeking like binge watching on netflix or low priority activities like clearing your desk now you need to understand there are two outcomes of your procrastination bilson on one side you have managed to escape the feeling of discomfort about the assignment that is a positive gain but on the other side you are likely to have experienced a feeling of guilt of postponing your assignment which again creates a feeling of discomfort to escape this feeling of discomfort you take recourse to another activity that will give you instant relief or a sense of accomplishment and this pattern continues until you approach the deadline for your assignment submission needless to say there is lot of stress and anxiety just before the submission which is most likely to affect your performance whatever the reasons for procrastination we must realize that it has far reaching impact on us 
research shows that procrastination leads to increased levels of stress, anxiety, feelings of guilt, lower task performance and reduced well-being. Next is most of the time I'd set a daily routine on the things that I should accomplish, but instead I'd ignore it and focus on things that give me immediate relief. How can I break this chain? I'm glad to know that you set a daily routine to accomplish tasks, Bilson. If you observe a little carefully, you will find that most people around you are leading their life on autopilot, giving no thought to how they spend their day. I'm also glad to know that you're able to identify how this problem manifests in your life. It is not unusual that your focus shifts to things that give you immediate relief. Young people in therapy often approach me with a similar problem. Let me remind you once again that our brain works on a pleasure principle and it looks for easy ways to do that. Whenever we are giving up on a more important task to focus on a trivial one, we are giving way to impulsivity and trying to regulate our mood through this shortcut. To break this cycle, it is important that first you understand your procrastination, Wilson. Let me take you through this. I suggest you sit with a paper and pen to do this exercise. I always feel that by writing down our thoughts, we are able to create a psychological distance from them and get a p- better perspective on things. To get to know more about your procrastination, you first need to make a list of all those tasks on which you think you are procrastinating. And your list could look something like this. I postpone doing my assignments. I am unable to follow a regular exercise schedule. I postpone finishing projects often. I have been thinking of planning my finances but can't get around to doing that. I postpone major household chores like vacuuming and laundry while living in a hostel. Or I postpone making calls to my relatives or I keep putting off the visit to the doctor. By the time you are done, you will have a clear picture of the tasks that you frequently postpone. With this list in hand, you are likely to realize that we don't always procrastinate in every sphere of our life. For example, you may be prompt in managing your finances but procrastinating on social engagements. You need to identify those domains of your life where you tend to procrastinate more. These domains can be roughly categorized into work-related, education, health, finances, social and family relations, self-growth, relaxation, or household chores. If you pause and reflect here, Pilsen, you are likely to realize that maybe you are doing a lot of self-talk to justify your procrastination. The next step would be to look back and jot down all the excuses you give yourself in order to procrastinate. Your list of excuses 
could look something like this. I am too tired to tackle this today. It is just the first day. I still have time. Let me check my mails and messages first before sitting down to study. Now half of the day is already gone. I will start tomorrow morning and then probably I will have more time to complete my work. I assume that having done the above exercise, you would be very near to understanding the nature of your procrastination. Remember, most people while procrastinating turn away from their feeling of discomfort, Wilson. They often look for an escape route. Though a little difficult to implement, the next step is to learn to tolerate that discomfort and look at ways to overcome it. One good way to do that is to challenge your unhealthy negative thoughts about the task. This can be done by replacing negative thoughts with more positive and motivating ones. Let me give you an example. If you are postponing your assignment because you feel you are short of time, you can replace that thought with a more positive thought like, yes, half the day is gone, but let me see what can be done in the remaining hours. I will have the satisfaction of doing something at least. Or you can tell yourself, let me start my task first and look at my mails a little later. One good way to tackle the strong urge to procrastinate is to ask yourself the following three questions. What is the factual evidence or reasons that it is better for me to put off this task? Is it really true that I will be better off in the long run delaying this task? What will happen if I begin doing a small part of this task right now? How will I feel if I postpone this job till tomorrow? Asking yourself such questions enables you to weigh the pros and cons of procrastinating on a task. You must have experienced that most self-talk on procrastination is about self-criticism. One needs to replace this self-criticism with self-compassion. In situations like this, it is better to speak to yourself as you would speak to your friend. The more we replace our unhelpful thoughts and assumptions, better we get in a position to handle our procrastination. If we fall into procrastination, time and again, how do we get out of it and be more consistent in being productive and also is procrastination permanently solvable Bilson procrastination is permanently solvable provided you are consistent with your efforts to overcome it there are a few things that you can do to form healthy habits to avoid procrastination start small Sit with the target of doing a very small portion of the task initially and continue once you gain some momentum. Research shows that time management is a very handy tool to overcome procrastination. Your time management strategies may include goal setting, planning, prioritizing and organizing. 
training in self-regulatory strategies, both internal, where we learn to enhance our skills of attention, mindfulness, and emotional regulation, as well as external, where we garner social support and enhance our work environment, come very handy. In fact, I strongly suggest that all colleges should have a procrastinator's society or a group where students help each other overcome this problem. This would not only give them a feeling of not being alone in the situation, they will also be able to build ecosystems to keep pushing each other in order to meet their target. Of course, trying to control our environment by keeping the distractions away works wonders. One tip that most students in therapy with me find useful is to keep away their phone for a considerable amount of time while doing a task. You can also identify the peak hours of your performance and schedule your task around that time. Also identify a place that you relate with work in your home. Sitting and doing tasks at the same place tend to build a strong association between the task and the place, allowing for optimum concentration. Sometimes visual cues come very handy. So if you keep forgetting the tasks that you need to do, one good way to remind yourself is to make a list of to-be-done tasks and put them at a prominent place in your room. These lists can also be jotted down on your notebooks that you frequently use or on your smartphones along with a timeline and an alarm to go with them. My children use a whiteboard in their room to make their lists. Visualization exercises come very handy, especially for those who are good at imagination. So if you visualize yourself doing a task, in other words, do a dry run mentally, it prepares you to tackle the task in a better way. By this process, you will have some idea about the obstacles that you may encounter while attempting the task. Plan rewards for your accomplishments so that your neural pathways connecting the feeling of happiness to task completion become strong. Let these rewards be around pleasure activities that you usually indulge in while procrastinating. By doing this, you get guilt-free time for your leisure activities. I cannot undermine the importance of deep breathing as an important tool to overcome procrastination. In fact, I have found that if you take a few conscious deep breaths just when there is a strong urge to procrastinate, you are able to refocus your thoughts on the task at hand. Mindfulness meditations, especially by John Kabat-Zinn, are very useful in such cases. I also strongly recommend self-compassion meditation to overcome the strong feeling of guilt attached to it. Moving on to the next question. When we force ourselves to complete a task, we feel less happy. How should we motivate ourselves to enjoy while performing the task? To keep yourself motivated, you can ask yourself the following questions. Is this task important for me? If you find yourself scoring a little low on this question, ask yourself the following question 
how will you feel if you don't do this task are you likely to feel upset about it what emotion will you feel if you complete this task will you feel joy satisfaction some positive energy if yes ask yourself what steps you can take to complete this task and if you find yourself lost take a pause and reflect have you already completed some portion of it if not look for external support to help you form a strategy visualize the end result frequently and create systems that support you remember to keep things simple and don't hesitate to seek help from people around you to achieve your goal this way you will be able to enjoy while you do your task and lastly ma'am can you please sum it all up in key points to sum it all up in a few points bilson to overcome procrastination you first need to understand the nature of your procrastination as procrastination is something very subjective and each one of us experience it differently identify the excuses that you use to procrastinate as well as your underlying reasons and emotions for avoiding a particular task you need to learn to tolerate the discomfort arising out of your procrastination and become non-judgmental about it formulate strategies to overcome procrastination using self-monitoring self-motivation and time management in case these self-help strategies are not enough don't hesitate to seek therapy cognitive behavior therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy have been very effective in dealing with procrastination hope you find these tips useful i look forward to your dms on my instagram page chasing sunshine underscore podcast stay strong and stay happy